They say that in Maui, they'll call me, and I agree. Aloha, I'm Gloria Borland, and our guest today is Herb Lee. Herb is a native Hawaiian political activist and educator. Herb Lee was Patsy Mink's chief of staff when she served on the Honolulu City Council from 1982 to 1986. Herb, can you tell us how you first met Patsy Mink? Sure. Um, we actually, I took a, a graduate course from her at the University of Hawaii Manoa. I think it was back in uh, 1977, 78, around there. And um, I was in graduate school and uh, I, she was teaching a class in American politics and I, I thought, wow, I can learn a little bit about American politics from somebody that actually lived it and was there in Washington, D.C. And of course, you know, my family were big Patsy Mink supporters growing up, but, you know, I never really got a chance to meet her. So I thought it would be a great opportunity. And it was, it's, you know, the, the, my enrollment in that course, I forget what she gave me. I don't think it was an A. <laughs> um, but I, um, it, it started off, uh, you know, a life, lifelong friendship after that. And also, um, this was back during the Native Hawaiian Renaissance was just starting then too, right? At that period. Oh yeah, I was I was in the midst of it. I was involved in uh, ethnic studies at the University of Hawaii with Hawaiian Americans, and we were. You know, we were considered the activists in those days. <clears throat> yeah, because that's the, that's when it all began. So you're a Native Hawaiian activist and taking classes with Pat Seeming. And so um, how did you become chief, chief of staff? Was that right after you graduated from, from you got your, out, of, out of grad school or did you? No, well, I, had, I got my graduate degree in 1980 and then we had kept in touch and when she got elected to the city council, she asked me to come over, but I said, well, what, what do you want me to do? And uh, I, I had a full-time job and uh, she said, well, you, you know, you were working we only with, have, where were you working? At yeah, the I was working with uh, Hawaii Planned Parenthood at the time and um, as our public affairs uh, director. And so she said, you know, I don't, I only have a part-time position, but, you know, she's going to petition the city council to get more staff because, you know, they were all year round. And so eventually um, I, I first became the senior advisor with the new positions. And then because she was chair of the council, uh, the chair of the council got one extra position, which was a chief of staff for the, for, you know, the city council. And I, I assumed that position uh, a few months later after, after I got there, as I recall. So for the city council, she represented, was it Waipahu? Yeah, Waipahu all the way to uh, Waianae. Okay. Uh, so that whole district all the way to the end. And what was her main issue and her priorities in the city council? Well, I think one of the main reasons she got elected was it was, it was in the midst of the uh, controversy regarding the location of the resource recovery facility, which I think um, was um, targeted to be placed where the old uh, 
by Pahu Sugar Mill was. They wanted to put the resource recovery um, facility there. And um, of course, the community the didn't want it in the- What is the resource recovery for those of us that don't know? So it's, uh, it's, today it's known as H-Power. Um, and it's a place where you basically uh, take all the municipal waste and you burn it and you turn it into energy, you turn it into electricity. And so it was actually uh, eventually built at Campbell Industrial Park where it is today. And it's been very successful. I mean, I, I think, you know, in all of the years. So one of my jobs was to go around the country to find the best technology, um, you know, to figure out, because we were running out of landfills, you know, and, and so we're looking at alternative ways to get rid of municipal solid waste. And, uh, you know, at that time, the, what they called it was resource recovery. How do you, you know, what is the best technology based on the kind of, you know, municipal solid waste that we had here that would be, um, you know, efficient and, and, you know, all of that. So um, we found the technology in, uh, in, uh, on the East Coast, I, I believe it was from Massachusetts from a company called Combustion Engineering. And the rest is history. What was she like as a boss? Because back in those days, female bosses were still pretty rare back in the 1980s. Um, I, I, you know, I, I didn't think that, I mean, she was, she was a extremely dedicated, passionate, hard worker. I mean, I never, I never worked. And, uh, and that time I was, I was young. I was, 28 years old and um i think uh yeah, was like maybe 28 30 years old something like that and i never worked for anybody like that i mean she was just you know it was 14 hours a day every day seven days a week um and so for me it was like going to college all over again you know i i had gotten a degree in you know um political science with a focus on public administration and hopefully making a a career out of being in government. And so I had already had about three or four years of experience in a state legislature, but no experience in, you know, city, city hall. And uh, I loved it. it. It was absolutely incredible journey and to be part of her staff. Um, so, you know, I felt like she wasn't just my boss, but she was a mentor and, you know, she was somebody that I really respected and looked up to. And I didn't see any difference, you know, between whether she was male or female. She was just, to me, she was just an exceptional human being. And we, you know, it, it was, uh, it, you know, it was for, I think all of the staff, we were just, you know, we were raring to go every day because every day was like, what is Patsy gonna think of next? <laughs> It was, it was fabulous. What did she teach you? Is there any kind of incidents as you remember that you said, oh, I was a lesson that I'll always remember from her, that you learned from her? One, the, uh, probably the lesson that I always remember is I, you know, and I studied, you know, political science. So, but I never really understood in real life <clears throat> what the difference was between a politician and a statesperson. And Patsy was the epitome of a statesperson not a politician um and over the years that i worked with her and many years after that i i 
she was always consistent. She was a principled person and she never um, deviated from her principles. You knew exactly where you stood, regardless of the issue. Um, you know, you knew exactly where she stood and she was a principled person. She didn't float with the wind, you know, like some people have an impression of what, you know, uh, a typical politician would be. Uh, and she was not like that. So, you know, people really, you know, really liked her or maybe really didn't like her, depending on your politics and depending on the issue, right? But she was a driven person. And I think, you know, resource recovery, fighting for her, her community in Waipahu was a big, big thing to her because that was her home community. And, you know, I saw that consistent application of her principles and her experience, you know, uh, in, in a myriad of issues that, you know, came before the city council. And uh, I mean, you know, from a congressional, from a, a former congresswoman to, you know, becoming the, the chair of the of the city council, the, you know, the issues are different um, because it's municipal level. But I mean, the impact on people's lives, I think, was even more direct at the city council than, you know, in a congressional kind of seat. Um, that's just my own opinion, because, you know, it had to do with everyday things, taxes and, um, you know, um, water and, you know, traffic and potholes and, you know, things like that, you know, getting rid of waste and, you know, pollution, things like that. It was incredible. On another side, what was she like as a, as a person, her personality outside of, uh, you know, the, the leg being in charge of bills and legislation? What was she like as a person? She was, I mean, she was very respectful, never condescending. I mean, I've, I've seen her get angry, you know, a few times, but not in a, any kind of derogatory way, you know, in terms of how she treated everybody. She treated everybody, you know, the same. It, it was, uh, I just, um, she was an amazing person, you know, in addition to, you know, all of her positions of authority and, and you know, and things like that. But to me, she was just, she was just Patsy, you know, she, that, that, that's who she was. Driven and super smart and um, problem solver, you know, uh, um, and, you know, her experience at all different levels of government um, was just mind boggling, you know, and you could see it so um, clearly, you know, in how she addressed issues, you know, in the, at the city council meetings and, you know, public meetings and things like that. She always treated people, you know, fairly and, and, uh, you know, I, I thought, you know, I, I just have, you know, I'm, I was just so happy, you know, even after I left city hall, you know, we continued to be friends and I, and we used to meet on a regular basis. She wanted me to go to Washington with her when she went back to Washington, but I, I couldn't, you know, I, I had other personal, things that I needed to attend to in, in Hawaii. But uh, we, we made a lot of trips to Washington, D.C., you know, and uh, 
I told her, I'll be your eyes and ears in Hawaii uh, while you're in Washington, D.C. And you don't have to pay me for anything. I'll just volunteer. <laughs> and anything you want to know, I'll tell you. And, you know, and, and John, you know, both John, John and John Mink was, you know, I mean, that he was, he was like Patsy. They were like, a, they were amazing human beings. And I just loved being around them and, and being in the presence of them and, and not being in all of them, but just just being part of you know each other's lives. They became they became very much a part of my life and you know my family and 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 Wendy and and everybody. You know they were just and I got to know all of her extended family because of all of the campaigns and you know their her family was incredible, um, so committed. You know and and you know and I developed these relationships over decades. And uh, it was just, you know, I still have a lot of aloha for, for the family. Do you, did you, did you meet Eugene, her brother? Oh yeah. What's, what's he we, like? Uh, yeah, Eugene and Florence, you know, they were, <clears throat> they were great, great people, very supportive and, and, um, um, and, you know, Eugene, um, Later on, you know, he was he was involved in um, uh, taking people on tours all over the all over the world. Uh, he was a tour escort, so he's, I used to always bug, bug him about information about you know where to go and things like that. And he would tell me some of the most hilarious stories that you would ever hear. Uh, but I, I I got motivated, you know, to go. To Alaska and all these places that I never thought I would go to, all because of him. <laughs> oh, that's good to know. He was great. He was great. great. Now, now, are there any interesting stories you remember about Patsy that that just you know touch your heart? And he's. Yeah, you know, there was one time um, we used to go to all of the community meetings, neighborhood board meetings, and I remember, you know. One time, I think it was in Nanakuli, I think someplace, and somebody came up to her after the meeting. I was with her. We were walking to the car, and, and somebody came up and said, hey, Patsy, Patsy, I just wanted to, so this is in the 80s now, right? Just wanted to let you know that, you know, um, want to thank you for what you did for my family. I think it was person's brother. And this She was talking about the Vietnam War, war and that um, they didn't have enough supplies. They didn't have ammunition and they were on the front lines in Vietnam. And, you know, they, the families pleaded, you know, with, I don't know, the government or whatever, you know, to help. And they reached out to Patsy and, and she delivered, she delivered supplies. She had supplies and whatever he needed. And, you know, she, she was not a, in favor of the war, you know, um, but she, that was her constituent and she did something remarkable. And I mean, this is like 20 years later. And, you know, I always remembered that, um, you know, that she was that kind of a person that despite, you know, us being on maybe different sides of the issue, when it came to that kind of situation where a person's life was involved, she was gonna do everything possible to help that person. You know, out of that kind of situation, and I don't think many people, you know, knew that side of her, especially in that really traumatic time 
and I wasn't there, but I was there to witness when this person came up, you know, and I go, wow, that, that you know, that, that stuck with me all of these years, like, and that was typical Patsy, you know, there's a public persona about who Patsy was, but, you know, I got to see uh, something very different, you know, behind the scenes, and I got to, you know, see her as, as a, like a human being, like all, of, all the rest of us trying to do the best that they can, you know, to help uh, their fellow human being. Wow, it's amazing. I heard that for her uh, events that you played your Hawaii, you played Hawaiian music for her at her. Yeah, I, you know, I was, um, I, I picked it up in college and uh, I started playing professionally, you know, to kind of earn my way through college and um, one thing led to another and I thought, okay, after I graduated from school, that's it. But, you know, the, I kept playing and they kept calling and, and then when, when I worked for Patsy, you know, we used to have all these fundraisers and community events. And I said, Hey, you know, you, you need some music. I can provide some music and all my bandmates, you know, we, they love coming to play, you know, at uh, Patsy make fundraisers or events or whatever. And, uh, you know, I'm a Hawaiian musician. I still do it. And, um, you know, it, it was some really, very, very fond memories. I heard that from somebody that um, she loved to dance hula. <laughs> well, I don't know about love to dance, um, but I think she definitely could. And you would have to really, really cajole her or maybe somebody like John Mink would have to cajole her to kind of get her up there. But um but i did you know I, I did see her actually dance the hula a couple of times what was her favorite hawaiian she's from maui you know she's from yeah. Maui. i mean you know i think you know they everybody grew up learning at least a couple of hulas i, I did yeah you know what was her um, favorite hawaiian song do you remember that she'd ask you to play i don't remember i think she I can't remember. She didn't. I, I think she she just she loved it all. She kept asking me back. Yeah. <laughs> and I never got fired. <laughs> so I guess I was doing something right. Yeah, because she I, I heard that she always I only played Hawaiian music. I didn't play anything else, you know. Yeah, so I heard she loved Hawaiian music and it was always in her heart, even in D.C., you know, that it just kept, oh, yeah. her, kept her. Yeah. Well, when I went to D.C., I had to play, you know, I did a blessing for her in her office and uh you know brought my ukulele and you know played music up there and you know there's some lots of other hawaiians up there you know through uh, uh, uh you know the congressional office the hawaii delegation you know there's some really talented staff people up there and so you know we would once in a while you know get together and kani kapila so to speak you know just uh play music and have a good time just like you're in hawaii you know, that was the, one of the unique things about the Hawaii delegation, you know, they, it's, um, they made you feel really, you know, special, you know, when you came to D.C. And that was, you know, whenever I went to D.C., you know, they always, you know, that's one thing that I remember about the congressional delegation. And even to this day, you know, they really, you know, they go out of their way to help, you know, make people from Hawaii feel at home, you know, especially for those that haven't been there before. What do you want people to remember about Patsy Mink? Uh, 
I, I think, you know, I would like people to remember her, you know, for her dedication, for her commitment to improving the lives of, you know, everybody in Hawaii, uh, regardless of the issues. Um, and to be, you know, I always was taught, you know, be hard on the issues, but not hard on the person <clears throat> and the personalities. Um, because we all have different life experiences. And Patsy definitely, you know, had a different life experiences. She, you know, she experienced, um, you know, gender inequity, racism, you know, all those things uh, that we all know about that really kind of helped to shape, you know, the kind of person and the kind of leader that she became, you know, Title IX and, you know, uh, advocate for women's rights. And I learned a lot. I learned so much from her. And I, I, so I think what, to answer your question, what I want people to remember is that, you know, she, she was fearless. Um, she was dedicated and she loved, loved Hawaii and all of its people. And she just lived to try to make Hawaii the best, best place it could be for everybody. And, uh, you know, she's known for certain things, but, you know, I don't think, you know, the way, the way I saw her approach every day coming to work, it wasn't about any particular group. It was about everybody and how we treat each other fairly and, and do the best that we can, you know? Um, and that has always stayed with me. I try to treat my staff exactly the way that she treated me. Um, and, you know, to be, have high integrity, be principled, um, and, you know, don't fluctuate with the wind, um, and, and just, you know, aloha, you know, have that sense of aloha, you know, because we, we truly live in a very special place. Well, so, thank you, Herb. <laughs> yeah. Thank Sorry, you. I'm, I, I, I appreciate your, um, tenacity in, in, in reaching out to me. <laughs> I, I didn't have a lot of time looking for, you know, I, I probably have more pictures someplace, but you know, I mean, I haven't looked at those things in like 30, 40 years and I would have to go hunt them down someplace. And I just didn't have the time to do that, but thank you for, uh, you know, for doing this and being able to share a little bit more about, uh, you know, uh, Patsy and and through some of our experiences and 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 I hope that you know the generations to come never forget who she was because she was somebody very special and hopefully it's definitely carrying on you know her legacy is carrying on in my life and I hope in my children and and other people you know that I've been able to impact um, and that's part of her legacy going forward yeah, yeah thank you all of you guys thank you Lauren such great public works. Thank you. Thank you, Herb. And uh, mahalo, everybody. See you next time. Okay. Aloha. Aloha. They say that in Maui, no call me.